uh, we need you to, and the rest of your team, to go check up on some assets. It is going to be a huge night for us, and we need to make sure that this project goes forward. Hiccups. Um, there have been um, some strange dreams um, from, but this is a psychiatric institution. Rambling thoughts. The issue with with the psychoses that we deal with here is that they move from moment to moment. They generally don't have any concept of past or present or future. These seem like diary entries for three days for three different people, and then they stopped. Six of them have extremely active minds, even though they are sedated. It's almost as if they are mentally restricted as well as physically restricted. As you're looking at these two uh, poor souls, literally strapped down to uh, to their deathbeds, um, you can tell that you've got the attention of something else. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Fandible.com Live Role Playing Podcast. We are here to celebrate a momentous occasion. We are here to celebrate the birthing day of our member. Daniel. Woo! Woo! Huzzah! I am old as sin. Yes. So yes. old. And so old, in fact, that uh, I've taken it upon myself to run a uh, very antiquated game. Woo! Woo! Yeah, no. Um, Dominoes. Yahtzee! <laughs> <laughs> Dominoes, the RPG. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Um, Mahjong, the expansion. Um <laughs> So yeah, we're actually sitting down to play a game that we've never played before, and that is going to be Mage the Ascension. Uh, it's going to be a hacked version of Mage the Ascension, the game from the 1990s, uh, using mostly the new rules uh, for Mage, what is it, the Awakening? The yeah, Magic the King? The, 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 the Dragoning. Yeah, the Dragoning, yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, people who have played either Mage or the new Mage in particular will recognize that we are trying to avoid a lot of the, uh, shall we say, crow nuttiness <laughs> of, uh, of the new mage setting. So uh, I took all this week to, to splice together two rule sets, and uh, we are here. So uh, all of the characters around the table are going to be playing unionists. You are members of what is only known as the Union, a world-spanning uh uh, group that is technically a secret society that has dedicated itself to the advancement of science, to the protection of humanity, and to the destruction of all supernatural creatures that would harm us. Now, you you, you utilize uh, something called true science, which is suspiciously like magic, but absolutely not anything like it. And in doing so, you are capable of doing amazing things. Now, because you are all agents of the union, you therefore have to investigate. And as agents, you are given certain objects as needed in order to keep notes. Now, Hmm. Someone got, even given props. Yes. Someone's been get snuck into the uh, oh yeah supply uh, closet at work. It, yeah, so uh, what I just handed them, listeners, were small uh, leather uh, notepads like you would see, uh, you know, a, a private eye in a 1950s movie have, uh, but they're marked with a certain company, uh, and the certain company sent a place where I work like crates of these, and we didn't need them, and so. 
I also like that you can get uh, customer rewards points that expired in 2007. <laughs> yeah, That's absolutely. That's the reason they gave these away. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, no, I saw them and I was like, "They're those are perfect. Those are absolutely perfect for what I need. Um, so, uh, this setting is 1953 United States, New York, New York. It is a chilly February. Uh, now, we are going to go around the table and not only do you guys have characters and character names, hopefully, take this moment to get names, but also you each were assigned, given an assignment to come up with a unique mission that you and the rest of your group, known as an amalgam, which is a group of unionists with different skills. Uh, you've all been together for about three years, and you've seen some very crazy shit. So each one of you came up with a story of the things that you've been through. And I'm also going to assume that the... The amalgam leader, the supervisor Daniel's character, also has a name for the amalgam by the time we get to him. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Daniel's face is... I'm going so, with Team Awesome. <laughs> team, somewhere. Vanderbilt. <laughs> baller. Um, so, uh, we are going to go ahead. And I think I'm Damn it, David, the pens that came with this don't work. Oh, yeah. Just, Jesus, they makes were, me sad. They were free. How am I supposed to draw a dick with this? <laughs> there we go. All there I see go. before me are dicks floating along. Uh, okay, what so... Is second life? So go around the table. Wow, second life reference. Yeah, yeah. Let's go around the table and introduce ourselves and our characters and read our stories. Mm-hmm. These are free. Uh, and we're going to start with... Daniel really did take the time to draw a dick and did get upset when the pen that he was trying to draw the dick with wouldn't work. It happens to a lot of guys, Daniel. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Especially as we get older. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus is all the way down. What? Sorry. Jesus. Your character, well, your name, your character name, and your character's memory. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jesus Rodriguez. I'm playing a character called Michael Watkins. Michael Watkins was a proud member of the 92nd Infantry Division during World War II, where he and his unit, the all-black infantry unit, did their best to basically show that despite the color of their skin, they can be as good as anybody else. Sadly, after the war, it didn't really matter much. America showed them. (laughs) (laughs) God. Okay. But there was one group that recognized his skills, the Union. During the war, he, let's say, was privy to certain missions that most people would basically have their minds broken. But he was strong enough to basically push on through, and he was recognized for his skills. And thus he joined the Union and became what is known as Progenitor, a group or faction that are some would call the doctors of the group, some would call quacks, some would call murderers of the body. But it depends on how you take it, you know? Sometimes with life you have to take things to a certain path. Sometimes you gotta take a cat's head and put it on a bear's head and then take that cat's head off that bear's head and put it on and your own. And that's the path of science. <laughs> Did we mention this was 1953? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 sorry. I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and during that time I've gone through several, uh, have we got, this is, actually quick question. Is this the only amalgam we've been together with or we have been through other, with other amalgam? This is the, one? this is the only one that you've okay, been Okay, let me rephrase that. Uh, right. you can have experiences in the union, but it's working for your particular conventions, mm-hmm. doing convention stuff. Okay. Alright, yeah. And basically I've have a good vibe with this particular amalgam group. But it was during one incident where I decided to get into less life and more dimensional theory. An incident called the Lord Norton incident. 
Lenorden was a small town in Nebraska known only for their unhealthy obsession with comparing the size of vegetables and livestock. It was in this town that the presence of a potential reality deviant was noted. The mage youth, untrained and alone in a small town, had oppor- ample opportunity for his misused abilities to cause paradox. This was expected in new deviants, but what was unexpected was the fact that a small area near the town was already weakened by a previous dimensional incident, an incident theorized to have happened long before the rise of civilization. A rather minor paradox created a major brief that initially did nothing, until the town folk began changing without even seeming to notice. By the time we came around, the town was full of individuals who were unaware they were transforming into various appendages of a gigantic, non-Euclidean entity. I literally had tea with a woman that was all tongue, and not in a good way. <laughs> the demon was found, and the only one unaffected by this whole... And he, of course, was the only one unaffected by this whole situation. And through some persuasion, we were able to convince the teen to aid us in sealing the breach. The town was thankfully small, so cleanup procedures, sadly, were relatively easy. The deviant was sent for re-education, and I decided to take a vacation in a nice, boring apartment with nice, symmetrical walls that followed the laws of physics. Whiskey was also heavily involved. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Uh, and like I said before, I love the, the, the partying image of the haggard uh, of the haggard agent who just rescued countless lives and possibly the world. I didn't say rescue. I said cleanup was done. <laughs> well, stopped an entity <laughs> yeah, from... From assaulting, uh, and then just sitting, literally staring at a wall and drinking whiskey and being totally okay with that. Watching paint dry is suddenly just riveting. God, you have no idea. Yeah. All right, so, Angela. Hey, everyone, this is Angela. I am playing Molly Lane, who is a woman in her uh, mid-40s or so. Uh, She's a rather stylish woman, although she does not... uh, yeah, it's New York City, so there's a little more leeway for how a woman presents herself stylishly. So uh, Molly prefers to style herself more after major movie stars of the day like Katherine Hepburn. She's also a person where if she lived in a smaller town, rumors would probably be spread about her because she has a, a very lovely roommate that she lives with, and they're very happy together. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> you say they're gal pals. Sam. Sam. Samantha. Samantha, okay. That's a funny name for a fella. That's <laughs> a funny name for a fella. Why did I say you have great breasts? So... Did Dorothy introduce you? Or you a friend of Dor- She's a friend of Dorothy. Uh, wrong gender. Damn. Nope. Women were daughters of the Lydis, and that has not started yet. God damn, that's not even so, that good. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Daughters of what? The, the Lettuce? Lettuce? Oh, I thought the you said lightest. the Lettuce. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, I mean, for codes of keeping your sexuality under wraps, I then, would yeah. never have figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it started in 1955 in San Francisco. Boom, history. Wow, all right. Uh, but Molly, uh, when she is not with her roommate, she is a cognitivist, mm-hmm. uh, which means that she uh, explores um, the true science of the mind. And her uh, experience, uh, her memory with the um, with the the amalgam, is uh, back in a rapidly expanding post-war suburb. Reports emerged of citizens spontaneously starting to speak in gibberish. Not only could no one understand the citizens, but all indications were they couldn't even understand each other. Nor could they understand written or verbal communication from outside of the suburb. 
The affliction spread from street to street until a town with over 1,000 residents were linguistically incapacitated in just a few days. Violence ran rampant through the town as a right hook's meaning transcends language and frustrations were running high. The cause of this deviation was never discovered, though the citizens were treated through extensive hypnosis. It's unknown how permanent this treatment is. Excellent work. And I, I, I do like the fact that it's just like one of those things where the union's like, yeah, this is a win, right? Right. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, that was, that, that was weird. Yeah, that's yeah. Let's send some people to check that out every couple of months. Yeah, yeah. they need a census. Let's, every, yeah. let's make sure the census drops by and makes one of our boys. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very What's much. What's the place Andy? called? Founders Falls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, Billy. Hi, I'm Billy, and I'm playing uh, Alvin Banks. I um, uh, during uh, the uh, the uh, World uh, War, not not one. One was. Long time ago, I was not even born yet. My father, he was in World War One, but uh, well, I'm not sure if he was, but he was around during that time. But I was born, uh, and I was 17. I wasn't born during World. Okay, let me start again. Um, see, during World War Two, I I was I was a young man. I was I I turned 18. I was sure I turned 18, unless it was 17. Then I could have been 17. But I had a mentor, and he he was he was brilliant. He was fantastic. His thing, he. He, he, he spoke to the dead, and he could look at a machine and then whisper to it. It was amazing. And after the war, everything was lost. I mean, the, the, the Holocaust, the, the camps, so many people gone with so many brilliant sparks of life. And my, my mentor, he, he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. So he, he brought me, and I was to, to keep the notes that he collected from the dead, and he, he opened himself and called, and he, he miscalculated. They were not happy. Nobody could be happy. My mentor decided to stay at the camps permanently. I found him swinging, um, from the railing. And when they found me, I, I was guarding the notes. But I'm, I'm better now, and I'm, uh, my ability is to do with matter, and that makes me a, a, oh, I'm not good of names, David. Mechanics Alpha. A, me- a mechanics Alpha, and, uh, I, I, I've had some issues, but I, I've really learned to, to be, this group and me, we work well together. And that's why we're together. And the first mission we had was involving a um, an, an artifact, and uh, a, a a minor senator uh, was was giving a speech, and then he melted like butter, but not on pancakes because pancakes usually aren't that hot. That's why in the pictures pancakes usually have the butter on top and not just liquid. But that's not important. Anyways, he melted like he was a waffle, and uh, um, when we found out was. There was a, 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 I think he was part of the Soviet Union. I'm not sure, though. We never found out exactly. He doesn't talk anymore. Uh, but basically, he was able to create a, a flashlight that what, when you aimed the beam directly at somebody and, and, and used your science, it would open up a temporal anomaly to a fraction of the Naga, uh, of Nagasaki before uh, seconds before it exploded uh, from the fat man and it would be like how I described it was an atomic bullet that would hit the person and obliterate them leaving nothing but their shadows well d- d- during the, the entire thing um, uh, our, our leader was able to clock him really good 
and he dropped the flashlight, and it broke, and the temporal anomaly went back ten minutes from Nagasaki being destroyed, and I had to figure out how to stop it, and I did, which is why we're not butter. I, I really waffled that. Aren't you glad I'm not, didn't say banana? <laughs> Get 10 XP, Billy. That was amazing. <laughs> Yay! All right. Um, thank you, Billy. I also, uh, I, I, I love the fact that your character is like, oh my god, this, <laughs> this, cause you're the, you're the expert in that situation, so they must have been like, what is, it's like, Alvin, what does it do? It's like, oh my god, it makes us all waffles. And everyone's like, <laughs> what? And like, to you, you're like, I just told you that it opens to Nagasaki, you goddamn psycho. So that was like, it makes waffles, and they're like, oh, that's not so bad. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> monsters! God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> exactly, I love it. I, I love it. Alright, last but certainly not least, the man of the hour, Daniel. Hey guys, this is Dan, and I am playing Robert Cross, Explorator. Thank you. That's all you need to know. Uh, no, the Explorators are, uh, aka, uh, li- uh, was it, uh, uh, live ammo or, uh, live fire? Um, uh, they are, uh, yeah, oh yeah, uh, one of their nicknames is, uh, Live Rounds. Yeah, Live Rounds, Boy Jumpers. Uh, our job is to get out there on the fringes of things. Take a look at what's out there. Take a look at all the strangers in the world that is threatening humanity. And poke it with sticks. Science sticks. <laughs> the bigger the science stick, the better the poking. <laughs> this kind of got away from me. <laughs> that's going to be the name of this chronicle now. <laughs> science sticks. The bigger the science, science stick, stick, the, the better the poking. poking. Science, science sticks. Poking. Don't cross the streams. Ha! Huh. Hey, that's really what they were, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Works for me. And uh, so let me tell you a little bit about something that happened. Um, Some of those eggheads over in the Cognitivist, they've uh, they've long hypothesized that since the so-called astral realm is influenced by human thoughts, human dreams, uh, there might be pockets within it that recreate the worlds of various books, legends, and stories that particularly influence the human psyche at large. Now, hypotheses are all well and good, but me, I'm a man of action. The only way to turn a hypothesis into a proper theory is good old-fashioned experimentation. In the field. Into a massive hole in a tree. Chasing after a reality deviant who kept muttering about being late. Uh, Look, I needed to know what it was late for, right? (laughs) Now, now, I will admit there was some fallout from that particular adventure. I, for one, will never look at a game of cricket the same way. And uh, we, we lost some good men in the fight against the soldiers that burst out from that hole. Uh, lucky for us, there were only about 52 of those. But look, point is, hypothesis confirmed. Note, due to the consequences of incursion event Carol X45, all copies of the book The Adventures of Alice in Wonderland in any language are to be considered Class 73B restricted items and not to be brought into any construct without following proper dimensional link notification procedures as detailed in Protocol WR1865. Any agents found to be bringing a copy of the book into a construct without following procedure will be subject to disciplinary action and psychological evaluation. (laughs) Yay! Okay, so, uh, so the, the scene starts, it is a chilly February day, uh, it is currently Monday, I'm uh, sorry, January, uh, Monday, January 19th, 1953. The lot of you are just coming off of, uh, some, some well-deserved leave, uh, having spent it 
doing whatever you wish or drinking whatever you wish and staring at whatever wall suits your mood. Uh, uh, I think the north wall is my favorite. <laughs> Look at how static. Yeah, it doesn't even get shadow. Literally nothing changes about this thing. Oh, God, there's a bug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you've all been summoned uh, by, well, actually, what happens is, the st- as the structure of the union works, the union is governed, uh, the governing body is known as control. Control con- uh, contacts directly to your supervisor, Michael. Um, and Michael then gets in contact with all of you and tells you when and where you're supposed to meet. In this case, you're supposed to meet at what's known as a construct. But it's a building. It's a big building in uh, Fifth Avenue. Uh, that has multiple floors, and at the very base is a Macy's. That's by design. So theoretically, really, anyone can walk in there and not set off any flags. Uh, a number of personnel working at the Macy's are um, are what are known as assets, and those are people who aren't agents who work for the union. Sometimes they're enlightened, sometimes they're just people who think they're working for the government. Um, so you've all met there. Um, there is a There is a nip to the air. Uh, it's a uh, shadowy overcast, um, and people are bustling to and fro uh, as you walk in. Uh, and we're going to say, who here has time? Nobody. No, no one has time? No one picked up time. No one picked up time? Nope. Okay, great. So we're all late. So we say nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so you all show up at kind of different, uh, different intervals. You know that you're supposed to meet near the... Uh, uh, near the, the, the perfume counter, mm-hmm. also known as Meet Me at Chemist. Mm-hmm. That's actually really good because when my character comes, uh, Billy, uh, Alvin, he comes, he is, he looks like a hobo. Like, mm-hmm. dirty clothing that he had, like, his entire vacation, pretty much, you saw him in this outfit when he left uh, for vacation, he's back in that same outfit. Probably mm-hmm. never changed, and he smells like he has not bathed. Okay, great. Uh, what do the rest of you look like? Do character descriptions? No, sorry. Uh, I guess I come in next. I'm wearing uh, just a simple black suit with a with a red tie. Mm-hmm. And as I walk in, I'm a tallish African American gentleman, about let's say six foot tall, mm-hmm. uh, bald head, mm-hmm. uh, glasses, mm-hmm. and basically that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's New York City, 1953. Seeing a black man in his store, yeah, not really not, that big of a deal. No, not at all. No, no, no. I, like I give a damn at this point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't, don't give a shit. Like don't, I was in the army. Fuck you guys. Don't bring your outdated racism <laughs> to me. I work for the union. I'm ahead. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And yeah, so I do have people staring at me, but I just don't oh, yeah. care. Yeah. I mean, there is. We are going to assume that there is the general casual racism of the time yeah. without asking David to play it. Yes. Because then it's concerted racism and that takes a lot of effort. Yes. And also it's New York City so it's not as bad. No, it's not as bad yeah. at all uh, historically. Yes. Uh, Molly is uh, again, she's in her mid-40s, um, about five, six, five, seven. Um, white woman um, with blonde hair, kind of a, a round face, um, kind of almost cherubic looking. Um, she has a very deep tan right now because Molly and uh, her roommate spent their vacation in Havana. Uh, they are world travelers, and so she comes in looking uh, refreshed and just totally out of place mm-hmm. in New York City in January. All right, great. It's so it's so great that that uh, you and your roommate get to spend so much time together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a really close friendship. Yeah, they went to Havana. They they met some really nice gentlemen um, there. They, that's what they said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my character, like I said, 
disheveled, uh, kind of maybe. It was a suit. It was a suit, but it's, mm-hmm. like I said, smells, wrinkled. He probably slept in it for a couple weeks. Uh, hair is long and uh, frazzled. Uh, he has a, makings of a beard, but he's only 23. And as a 23-year-old myself, uh, back in the day, I couldn't really grow a beard. So it's just spots of fur. Great. Oh, and he has glasses. Like, those are the only things that seem somewhat clean okay. about him. Uh, you yeah. know, I could enhance your beard growth if you're interested. Mm. No? All right. Mm. Just, you, you know, you know where to find me. Okay. And then the boss walks in. Uh, yeah, Robert comes in. He's got uh, cocky pants, uh, tan uh, button-up shirt uh, with the top few buttons unbuttoned, cowboy hat and a tan trench coat, uh, which at least does a partial job hiding all the equipment that he's carrying with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks basically like a cowboy uh, by way of uh, uh, an insane uh, hardware store uh, owner. <laughs> hardware uh, cowboy. Yeah, hardware <laughs> cowboy. Completely out of place in January. Completely out of place pretty much anywhere. But he has yet to give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is probably why uh, he's never risen any higher in the ranks uh, than he is now. He probably never will. And yeah, he comes right up to the, uh, the perfume counter. Puts an elbow down. This is thing. Seriously, how the hell is this legal? This is just. Oh my god! What is that stench? Uh, I take a step away. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, real quick, move the mic so it's dead center to you. Because um, there you go. Uh, <laughs> just so that way, when you're checking your notes, you're looking away, not looking yep, away. Yep. And I actually want us to be. Um, yeah, now everyone, okay, go, listeners, everyone. everyone's making, like, the alien's mouth motion <laughs> towards their microphone. Um, all right, so a, uh, a a well-dressed Caucasian woman in her uh, early 20s in a, uh, in a blue dress comes over, glides over to you from behind the counter. Is there something I can help you with? Well, you can take that, those bottles of, uh, whatever that is, away. Oof. I think I'm allergic to this stuff. Oh, I see. Sorry about that. Uh, perhaps you would like something in a more special selection. I was hoping you'd say that. All right, come on. He's not even so all that. Come yeah. on, gang. <laughs> okay, yep. And she uh, she looks around and surreptitiously opens the, the partition so that you can walk behind the counter. Uh, and you're immediately uh, guided to the, uh, the back wall of the Macy's. Uh, where a uh, employee's only door is only accessible through this route. And um, you know that you put your hand on it. In this case, the supervisor puts his hand on it. There's a moment while it reads his uh, his pulse and make sure he's not, in fact, a vampire or anything. And then it clicks and he turns it and opens up into an elevator. And the elevator is bare bones. It is gray walls. There is, uh, It's big enough for people uh, you know, who are uh, disabled. And then it's just one button. And it takes you up. It takes you up into uh, the, the the construct, which is union only. And the door slides open with a hiss, and you are met with a armed guard who is an African American guy. Uh, he's growing a little bit around the midsection, um, and he's got grain hair, and he's wearing a, a business suit. But he has a clearly holstered pistol in his right hand, and he's leaning up against the wall. Uh, Rank, step forward, please. Yeah, Robert steps forward, mm-hmm. pulls out his uh, his little you know wallet with his union ID, mm-hmm. 
That's pray to Robert Cross and team. <laughs> Wrong one. God damn it, Daniel. Listeners, Daniel has put a dick drawing on almost everything I've given him today. Because it's his birthday and he'll do what he wants. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. All right. He looks at your distinguished, your distinguished certification. Uh, and he nods and he waves you all through. Um, and you are free to enter. It basically looks like a uh, federal tax return office. It is people in cubicles uh, working away on typewriters. There are switchboard operators uh, in the back that are taking phone calls. And then there are um, two uh, th- there are uh, two different doors in the middle of the hallway and there is a uh, there's a vacuum tube uh, one of those things they use in like supermarkets and stuff um, and it drops down uh, and uh, it is a these are orders for you before you go barging into someone's office you are you are officially summoned through uh, the vacuum tube uh, and it says that Dan you are to talk to Don Blakely and that uh, the rest of the team is to be debriefed by Samantha. I'm sorry, Don Blakely. Uh, yeah, so Dan, you're supposed to talk to Don Blakely. The rest of your team is supposed to talk to Samantha. Samantha who? Uh, just Samantha. Different Samantha? I'm or sorry? Have we, have we ever met Samantha before, or is this my roommate? Uh, no, Samantha is a... Uh, yeah, we'll give her... Samantha Winters. Okay. Uh, sorry. I wrote that down before you chose that your uh, your roommate's name was Samantha. Though that would be amazing. I'm not going to use that twist right off the bat. Okay. <laughs> Wah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you worked for the phone company. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how are you in Cuba with me? Uh, oh, science. <laughs> She's the one with time. And space. Uh, space five, time yep. five, yep. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> um, okay, so... First and foremost, it's going to be, uh, we're going to cut right to Dan. Dan, you are going to take a sharp left into the middle, uh, to the office in the middle of the hallway with marked Don. Yeah, Robert, the, Robert basically, you know, that's the rest of the team now. You'll be speaking to Samantha over there. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll join you guys later. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you come into Don's office. Don uh, sits in a uh, sizable office that holds a... Uh, holds a desk in the very center. There's a window that looks out onto uh, onto uh, Midtown Manhattan, Fifth Avenue. Uh, you know that, all intents and purposes, this room does not exist. It has been altered in scientific ways. Uh, the way that the light hits the window, uh, the way that uh, the the exact positioning of the walls, so that no one could possibly care less about this building and even less about these offices. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Don is a, a Hispanic guy um, who's uh, he's, he's in his early 50s. Uh, he's, he was never an agent. Uh, he is gifted. He is enlightened. But he's not to the point of being an agent. Uh, and for many, for many people... Who work behind desks for the uh, for the union? That's fine. Union pays a spectacular salary for you to occasionally give orders to, to crazy nut jobs from conventions, apparently. Yes. Uh, and so you walk in, uh, and he uh, he's wearing a, a pinstripe suit, and 
he's unbuttoned his shirt. He still has the tie. It's really more of a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's just a procedural thing. But you can tell he cannot wait to get these clothes off and just wear, you know, suspenders and trousers and watch TV. So, as Robert uh, walks in, like, Don, how's the kids? How's the family? How's the wife? <clears throat> Robbie, how are you doing, man? Ah, good, good. It's been, I just got back from a trip out to Africa. Yeah? How'd that go? Well, it's uh, called Darkest Africa for a reason. Oh. You didn't bring anything with you, did you? Uh, not officially. Great. I'll have some people keep my, their eyes on the papers to make sure that uh, nothing pops up. Good to see you relaxed and well, though. Have a seat. Um, it's going to give you a quick, uh, uh, quick update on your latest assignment. Sure thing. Okay. So, uh, not for nothing, we really appreciate everything that you did. Uh, you and your team, spectacular job, bang-up job. So we decided right off the bat from your vacations that you deserve some sort of uh, slow rev up. You know, don't, uh, you want to stretch out your muscles. You want to make sure that you don't pull anything both scientifically and physically, mentally, whatever. So we got a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a whiffle, uh, ball job, but, um, but you'll like it. Uh, we need you to, and the rest of your team, to go check up on some assets. All right. Out of game. Assets are like contacts for the union, but sometimes, more often than not, they have small slivers of enlightenment about them. They are basically very low-level psychics, or they have good intuition, or they are brilliant, and they're on the payroll, and they know that they work for the union or some version of this secret society or the government, but they are never going to be field agents. And occasionally you guys have to go check up on, on them, make sure they're okay, Stuff like that, and basically, see if their experiments have gotten out of exactly out of out of control, or to see like, hey, so if you had any weird dreams lately, and that's why they send a whole amalgam is because you each have a different way to make sure that they haven't been compromised, and also, uh, it's a it's a way for you to have the union to have a constant presence in their lives. You don't just show up as one person; a group of agents shows up. Do not forget who you work for. Um, so. Yeah, we just need you to go check up on two of our assets. It's uh, Dr. Steve Williams and uh, April uh, McKinney. Uh, Steve Williams and April McKinney, uh, they are, uh, Steve's a doctor, April's a nurse, and uh, they work in Trenton, New Jersey. We're just going to need you to go there at the, uh, they're holed up at the Trenton Psychiatric Hospital. Gotcha. And, uh. It's one of our, uh, it's one of our homesteads. Uh, your uh, pal Alvin might be familiar with it. It's where we treat some of the, um, uh, some of the people who need a rest. Right, right, right. Yeah, and Steve and April have been there for a little while. Nothing's really gone on, but we just want you to roll in there, check up on them, and then um, just wait for, uh, to just wait it out. Just uh, be human with them, you know. Just uh, talk get to know them if they want to relax, whatever. Uh, there's not going to be going on a lot, uh, a lot going on. Um, so uh, most likely there's going to be watching, uh, you know, tonight's the big night. Four? Lucy and Desi. All oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they're having a kid. I know, Can you right? imagine? 
Hell of a thing. I know. The country's, it's like, it's like the country's first kit. You know, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, that, that is gonna be a good looking kit. I'll tell you. Got that right. Yep. So, uh, yep. Trenton, New Jersey, once you and your team, uh, assemble, get all your stuff, uh, clear everything. Oh, that reminds me. Oh, that reminds me. R&D department came back and cleared your request for requisition. And we got you a brand new reinforced new leather, uh, Data packet right here oh. with all the all the fixins. All right. And, uh, so it's got some uh, it's got some uh, different methods of protecting uh, the stuff you put in there. There's a burn zip uh, button. You zip it in a certain way, yeah. incinerates everything inside, oh, crushes it. Standard, yeah. Yep. So that's, uh, that's pretty good. It's uh, yeah, almost makes up for all this just being a milk run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Happy Christmas or whatever you want to say. Monica? Yeah, it works for me. All know. right. Uh, well, thanks, Don. I'll be uh, seeing the rest of my team, and we'll uh, head right out and do what All we right. need to do. Don't forget to check in with Control when you get there, and any time something uh, wonky happens, and, not, uh, and before you leave. Yeah, you know me. I always do. Okay. Eventually. All right. All right. One truth. <laughs> <laughs> head on out. Yeah. All right. All right. And now four. Um. Samantha Winters. Uh, you, uh, the rest of you are called into Samantha's office. Samantha Winters um, is a uh, she's a go-getter of a, of a thirty-something woman. Uh, she's risen in the ranks of the agency offices uh, pretty pretty quickly. Uh, her her greatest asset to the union is adaptability, and she learns extremely fast. Uh, and her enthusiasm is a runaway train. Um, there's, it is theorized that like you could tell Samantha anything about what the union's up to, and she would just be one, one hundred ten percent behind it. Uh, that makes her very valuable. And so right now, uh, you walk into her office. Uh, it's a size sizable office, same uh, size office as uh, as Don Blakely's. In fact, it is virtually a mirror image um, of uh, of the of the other room. Billy, as a matter scientist, you would know that is in fact an exact replica of the of the office, and that is for the effect of should someone, for whatever reason, should it be raided by the feds or should it be investigated by an interloper, they would not only find nothing, but and Angela, you would recognize this too as a mind unionist, a mind scientist, that they would forget that they ever needed to look in there anyways. The the banality of the place, the blandness, which is they would swing open the door and that's as far as they would get with searching the place because obviously nothing's here. It will never be here. This is the least interesting thing in the entire city. Uh, and she's sitting at a large oak desk. Uh, she's a Caucasian woman with a, with a tied-up black hair uh, and um, beautiful... Uh, matching gold earrings and bracelets and is wearing a houndstooth dress. Uh, and she's kind of leaning back in a chair. Come in. Come in. Come in. Come in. Please, have a seat. There are exactly three chairs. Miss Winters? You understand that I speak for control, correct? Yep. Correct. Good. Uh, control wants you to know that everything is going according to schedule and that... 
Control wants to reiterate your objective is to maintain that the subject remain calm and out of harm's way. Control has ensured that you will be led to a place that is of great scientific value. Within that scientific value, Mr. Uh, Watskin, uh, you'll understand that it will be uh, it will be static and therefore protected from any sort of anomaly. Uh, Ms. Lane, please maintain the subjects or uh, maintain overwatch of the subject's psychological stability. And finally, uh, Mr. Banks. Yes. Um, the everything from the structural integrity of the surrounding area to whatever may befall the subject, please maintain that uh, it is within safe parameters. Alcohol is most likely going to be utilized near the end of the night, coming towards midnight, in order to, uh, to allow the subject to relax. This is of the utmost importance. Make sure overindulgence isn't an issue, however, please. I, I will. I will do my best. Uh, but I, 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 I would like to point out that I am a very. I do not think cigars should should be should be consumed, regardless of what some have said. And I think that 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 should be be uh, uh, taken privileges taken away. Thank you and good night. She smiles at that. Understood. And she opens up a drawer and takes out a small spray can. It looks like the kind of thing you use as banaca. And she sprays some in her mouth and then takes out a cigarette and lights it. And then she she says to you, lean forward and open your mouth. I do so. Yep. And she sprays something. It tastes like uh, licorice. She's like, R&D just got it uh, pushed through. Actually, uh, the syndicate is um, pretty... Uh, pretty pissed about this, but um, this is uh, this eliminates the issue. And she holds up the cigarette of this. The sleeper population, the normal population, is going to be ready for decades, probably. But for us, the, an agent's uh, she just sprays them into the air and just kind of waves it towards the other two of you. Uh, the, uh, an agent's health is of the utmost importance, um, and so we agree with you, uh, Mister. Banks, we absolutely agree with you. Here, here, and she like hands you the little banaka thing. I take it. Yep, absolutely. But uh, you have to understand, agents, and you've seen Samantha do this before. She's a go-getter. She knows that she's upward trajectory, but what, but she's not awful. Like Don can be a real dick sometimes. Um, whereas Samantha remembers that. I mean, the rumor is none of you know from officially. Samantha came from a farm, like. She is totally living the New York dream. Uh, and she gets very human and very personal. Um, and she kind of leans forward and she was just like, it is of the utmost importance that this go through because of the originator of the project and because the other people involved, the subject, it has to work. A lot of resources have gone into here. And she motions at some files on her desk. Other resources are happening other issues are going on tonight because of the project. Lucy's having her baby. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So we, the trajectory, the, 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 the assumption is 40 million people 
are going to be looking at their televisions. That's 40 million sleepers not paying attention to what the union's doing. That is huge. Not This never leaves the room, but right now under my right hand, I mean, look at this stuff. I got... I got a, a, a town somewhere in the Midwest desert that doesn't believe in mountains. Uh, I've got uh, a, a velociraptor and a goddamn eight-foot-tall woman jumped out of an Egyptian archaeological dig, uh, and I've got uh, and I've got the syndicate breathing down my neck to go clear out a minor paradox incursion at some lake because they think it would be the best place for a gifted and talented summer camp. It is going to be a huge night for us, and we need to make sure that this project goes forward, especially for the money that the syndicate's putting in, and just for the, for your sake, but also for the subject's sake, and the subject's um, credibility. You understand that results within the union don't always mean results within the union. So, please keep that in mind. If anything goes wrong, Remember to pick up a phone and contact control. Don't let the subject know you're doing this, obviously. Is there anything else, Alvin? Everything's clear. I need a shower. We can arrange that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. She, she ushers you out and opens up one of the, uh, opens up one of the, the files. Fucking summer again. All right. And you're all you all meet in the middle hallway again. Yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, so Robert's uh, just sitting there, sort of leaning back against the wall, like, "All right, good. I assume you all been briefed." Yep. Great. Yeah. So we're heading out to Jersey. We got a couple of docs we got to check in on. We got uh, Doctor Williams. We got uh, his nurse April. Uh, should be a pretty uh, total milk run. Just go in, interview them, make sure all the work they're doing is going fine, and uh, we'll be back in time uh, to catch uh, catch the baby. Right? All right. All right. Well, everybody, uh, suit up. You, you gonna take a shower or something? I, I am. I'm sorry. My landlord wants money every month, and I forgot for the last three, so I've been on the streets. But it's been very fun because I got to see what the ducks do at the park. Right, so shower. <laughs> and uh, just uh, meet here in uh, 30 minutes, and we'll uh, head on route. Understood. Yep. The union provides everything within the construct building, anything you could use. Um, no super showers or anything like that, but free toothbrushes uh, and, and showers and things. They all just look at it like, just, hey, guys, just so you remember me, you need a toothbrush. They all look towards me. <laughs> or a comb. They all look towards <laughs> me. Or a shower. We supply that here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but you do get you do, do get top quality treatment because you are over a Macy's. So all they need to do is go downstairs and requisition some items from supplies, and then bring them back upstairs. So unless something goes wrong, Billy, you look and smell like a million bucks. Oh yeah, no, like, <laughs> everything goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like comes out covered in spiders. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, Angela might just be staring at the door as you just hear like things falling yep. and people like screaming. And then I come out and I'm just like awkwardly standing in a suit. Yep. One woman's running behind me uh, on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it usually doesn't happen. That's what you say every time. Hi, Molly. You look very brown. That's what being in the sun will do for you. I was in the sun too, but it was very cold. Where's Mike? Hey, Mike. <laughs> I'm actually coming out of a room, just getting some random supplies. Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. How are you doing, Alvin? Molly? Uh, 
done very, very well. All right. We're all doing better now that he's had a shower. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Tell me something, though. Is this the third landlord that you haven't paid? I don't really like paying every month. I'd rather just one lump sum. But they're very, un- but they get very weird when I bring all that money. I'll help you out with that. Give me a- next when we come back. If, yeah, actually, you. Yeah. You know, so okay. so S is going like, okay. uh, yeah. Robert uh, strolls right up. All right, everyone, ready? Yes, Robert. Yes, sir. All sir. right, great. Yes, I've got a car waiting downstairs. Yes, it's Jersey, so we'll be there in uh, two shakes of a duck's tail. And mm. uh, yeah, we head out. Okay. Is anybody else is going to be up to anything? Nope. Uh, and you step into a 1952 Black Comet. You're welcome to look that up if you want. It's a sexy fucking car. I'm not a car guy, but when I start looking at 1950s cars, yeah, learn yeah, something about yeah. myself. Yeah, we have a driver. Oh, we got the Comets now. Nice. Uh, nice, uh, nice. One of you is the driver. Uh, I, I am getting behind the d- wheel unless someone stops me. Nope. As soon as you go in, I put my hand in between. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I skin and I go around and get into like the uh, shotgun. All right. So in you hop to the Comet and off to Trenton, New Jersey, which is, according to Google Maps, about one hour and 42 minutes. How, how, how well do you follow the, the traffic uh, laws? I am an explorator <laughs> with drive to. I am the worst... Like passenger driver, <laughs> yep. like, yeah. like we're two blocks away from when we have to turn. Technically, we're supposed to be turning. At, get ready to turn. Get ready to turn. Yeah, it, it's a panic. Signal. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Yellow means slow down. Yellow yeah, means slow down. down. <laughs> yeah. He By really, the end, I've I've written all the infractions down with white knuckles wrapped around a pencil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, ha- like. After about five minutes of those, I basically adjusted a thing on my belt, yep. uh, you know, forces to, like, completely cancel out sound from <laughs> yeah. on the back seat. It's, it's called a radio, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, what you did. The no, radio up. drowns it out. This cancels. Okay. No problem. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and uh, because he, uh, because Daniel is a space, uh, a space user, yep. uh, a space scientist, he drives like the, the crow flies. Mm-hmm. Never gets caught. Never, you don't even hear a single siren. But he definitely does not obey traffic laws. Oh, he gets caught by someone. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> the hall monitor of super scientists. <laughs> uh, all right, and you go I, to... I do give him, like, a file every time. Like, he did this. They're like, thank you. And they walk out and they shred it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Like, I, I obey laws. They're universal laws. <laughs> okay? They're all that matters is your, <laughs> your mere traffic laws. <laughs> We're not flying, okay? Now shut your face. <laughs> As long as you follow the base laws of physics, we're fine. Exactly. Um, all right. Advanced so, laws. Of advanced laws. <laughs> wow, that's changing. That was goalpost move quite often. Um, the right. Convenient laws of physics until they're no longer convenient. So you drive to lovely Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, Trenton, New Jersey, which is a population of I don't know. I didn't do that much research. Uh, and you go. Uh, it's a relatively easy drive. The sun is beginning to set, um, and. It's uh, roughly about four or five in the afternoon um, for January, right? It goes down pretty, pretty Um And, uh, uh, yeah, so you drive unimpeded up to the Trenton Psychiatric Hospital, uh, which is an imposing, large building. I am like a dog that is happy and yelling at his owner about breaking traffic laws uh-huh. and then realizing that we've just entered the parking lot of the vet. 
Like, <laughs> if I had dog ears, they would be very much down. And I'd be looking at you saying, like, owner, why would you do this to me? <laughs> Please. Oh, my God, yeah. So, Please, owner. Please do not do this. Um, uh, yeah, it's built in the uh, Kirkbride pattern, or the Kirkbride plan, um, which is a method of uh, a, a doctor. Um, it's the first of the Kirkbride plans. Um, uh, the architect was Scottish-American John Notman. Um, basically, a Kirkbride plan is the idea that you can assist in mental well-being if you can ensure that the patient is always exposed to sunlight and clean air. Um, and so the Kirkbride plan, uh, the building looks kind of like the Batman insignia. Like, from the top down, it looks like a bat in flight. And it staggers all of its wings so that no matter where you are, there's always windows to either side of you, and there's always a fresh air stream going through. Uh, and, yeah, and so... Uh, the Trenton, New Jersey, but because of that, it covers an immense amount of area. It is a huge span of a giant winged bat. Um, and you drive up to the gates, and there is a little buzzer there. Hello, how can I help you? Hey, it's uh, Mr. Cross. We're here to see uh, Dr. Williams. Uh, let me check. Okay, come on through. All right, gate opens up, yep. And you uh, drive up. It is a meticulously treated lawn. Um, it is a spacious, spacious quad. There are beautiful, uh, beautiful shrubberies, uh, meticulously treated, beautiful yellow uh, flowers. Oh, actually, no, it's January, so uh, it's cold. Um, <laughs> there's snow. There's snow, but it is it is very, very well treated. There are clear pathways for people to walk in. Um, and you can you can tell that groundskeepers really bust their ass effectively in order to uh, in order to keep this place. And you drive around to the front, and there's a parking lot. Uh, you get out into the majestic uh, front doors, and you are entered into a uh, a waiting or a front office where there is a couple of front cubicles, uh, and there is a receptionist desk directly in front of you with some waiting chairs. A uh, receptionist looks up. Uh, She's a white woman of nondescript, because David is tired of that. <laughs> um, uh, and she's wearing a nurse's outfit. Hi, how can I help you? Uh, I look over at Molly. Molly, you speak egghead. Hi. Hi. Um, we're here to uh, check in on... Um, uh, we're here to meet with uh, one of your doctors. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Stan Williams. Steve? Steve. Oh, Steve. Yes. Dr. Williams. Yes. Dr. Williams. Dr. Williams, of yeah. course, of course. Um, you have an appointment. Absolutely. Let me check. She rifles through some papers. We're not patients. She slows down the page turn in. All right. Let me page Dr. Williams. He's not expecting us, but he'll be able to make time for us. Sure. Who should I ask is, uh, should I say is... Uh, interested in meeting with him? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> it's like, I, would I say our names? I do, I do not. Out of character, Angela does not know how to handle this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, uh, uh, Robert like, tell him it's Mr. Cross and his team. And she kind of regards that with interest and says, all right, Mr. Cross, team. Hi. And uh, she gets on the phone and uh, calls a couple people. Yes, Mr. Cross has some visitors. 
Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Dr. Uh, Williams has some visitors. So Mr. Cross, yes, and his associates. That's right. And there's... <laughs> you lean forward. Specific. <laughs> I think she's in on it. Um, uh, yeah, and soon enough, the crisp sound of a uh, man's heels hitting the polished floor comes from down the hallway. And there you see Dr. Cross is befitting the profile, the brief profile you were given. He is a tall uh, gentleman. Uh, He's uh, Caucasian, balding. He's got a kind of a friar tuck balding pattern thing going on, um, with uh, uh, with uh, short cut brown hair. Um, he Bill Nye the Science Guy is what I'm basically describing. So just there for that reference, Bill Nye the Science Guy with less hair. Um, and he turns a corner and stops, uh, Mister Cross. Hey, long time no see. How you doing? Indeed. How can I help you? Well, uh, hoping you don't have much else to do today, because uh, me and my team here have to uh, just check in. You know how it is. Checking in from HQ, making sure everything's running nice and smooth. Of course, of course. Uh, perhaps you'd have like to have this conversation in my office. Of course I would. Great. All right, great. come on, guys. This way, please. He leads you to his office, which is a cluttered mess. Uh, there are books everywhere. There are uh, portraits of, you know, of, of bodies. Uh, you know, like de- medical drawings, not portraits. Oh, this is one I painted when I was in Rome. Uh, I was playing a lot with light back then. Um, you know, there, there are medical charts and things like that. And uh, he sits down and clears away for, for, for you all to sit and brings in some other chairs from some unoccupied offices. Uh, is it all right to say that he has one of those uh, little ducks that bob oh, yeah, on top of the water? Absolutely. <laughs> My character just leans forward. Tell me your secrets. <laughs> it just stares. Okay. So thirsty. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so close, but uh, so uh, I, am, I am like Sisyphus. Yeah. I am damned. <laughs> Eternal tease. Eternal tease. <laughs> All right. Billy is now in character, rocking back and forth and doing that at the table. It's great. Um, just ignore him. So, so what, what, so a checkup, absolutely. Would you like to speak to April as well? Of course, yeah, she's part of the assignment. Absolutely, absolutely. And he picks up his phone, pages April, Dr. Uh, McKinney, uh, and Dr. McKinney swiftly enters the room. She is a uh, chubby woman, uh, who's, uh, she's Caucasian again, again, listeners, I'm sorry, 1953. Um, and, uh, no, 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 she's black. Yes. There. Done. All right? Good job. Don't leave any fucking comments on this <laughs> game, listeners. Uh, I'll give you a pass. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, you, can leave, you can leave comments. Please leave comments. Yeah, we, we, just we, not critical. We, no, we just need... Just no, fuck keep. it. Critical comments. Bring it the fuck on. I had to, I had to do so much reading for this game. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, she's a, she's a, a chubby black woman in a nurse's outfit, uh, and she smiles nervously at all of you. Hi, uh, why do we have visitors, Doctor? And Doctor looks and says, these nice people would like to check up on our progress. And she smiles and kind of stands by the Doctor. She says, great, what can we help you with? Uh, should be pretty straightforward, don't worry. We'll be, we'll be out of your hair before you know it. Just, he's a member of my team. And, Not uh, out of your hair, because your hair's gone. 
um, each member of my team, including that one, uh, was just has a few uh, simple questions, just going over the usual forms and procedures. So uh, you've got your Alvin, you got your Molly, and you got your Mike right here. Uh, each one of them will just uh, spend a few minutes with you, making sure everything's okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, the doctor, sorry. I currently have some checkups to do. Can we start with April, and then you can page me when it's ready, but if I'm away from the floor for too long, because April is also away from the floor, people will talk. Of course they will. Uh, all right, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Cross. Uh, page me when you're done with April. Mm-hmm. Thank you. April, please, by all means, have a seat. And he walks out. Yeah, and as soon as he walks out, I walk out and start following him. I just look back at the rest of them. All right, you three, uh, take care of your business with April. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Okay. Let's start with April. Okay. You all put your guns on the table. <laughs> and fire. Okay. And fire. Yep. So, how are things going, April? Good. Good. Mm-hmm. None of the patients have been uh, erratic. Uh, the members of the special groups that we've been sent have been uh, very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been very quiet. The doctor looks after most of them, um, unless we deem them fine for general public mm-hmm. uh, interaction, in which case they're pretty much out the door and ready to work again. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any potential hiccups you're potentially seeing currently? Hiccups. Um, there have been um, some strange dreams, um, dreams. from, But this is a psychiatric institution. So the difficulty is in parsing out what is part of a patient's original issue, and what is, uh, shall we say, an elevated issue. Uh, As of right now, uh, the only thing... uh, I did notice that people in the L-wing were having more sleep problems than usual. Brought it up to the doctor, but the doctor said that it was an issue of medications. Mm -hmm. Are they all the same medication? Um... Sleeping requires almost constant, uh, some sort of pharmaceutical. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone here at the institution requires some assistance in getting some rest. Okay. The doctor seemed very sure that it was a issue of, uh, of of pharmaceutical nature. Okay, and what is your assessment? I think those people are very ill. Mm-hmm. Uh, L-Wing is where we send some of your members, as well as more of the... Uh, uh, the uh, people with uh, issues with reality association, uh-huh. um, noises, phantom feel feelings, smells, sounds, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, it's primarily so that they don't scare the rest of the pop the populace. Understood. So, again, when they say that they have nightmares, every time they wake up is generally startling. Mm-hmm. But the doctor seemed sure of it. And, uh, I haven't looked at the roster for the uh, for for the various medications. Oh. Uh, obviously, they would wonder why a nurse is so oh. interested. Uh, anything else C- concerning the uh, writings of uh, these the patients and the uh, the the inflicted? Um, have have you uh, been following the procedure of c- collecting? All their uh, writings, especially those that seem to have a mathematical uh, portion to, uh, to their uh, uh, what you would dub, dub as a, a madness. Uh, 
I have. Uh, I haven't noticed anything upon reviewing them that is worth contacting you about. I find that they're... How to put this politely? Their theorems are strange but weak. Uh, their grasp of, uh, of any sort of advanced calculus is deteriorating. If they had any sort of information in their heads, it is gone. Uh, nothing that would have to do with enlightenment. And uh, there was one instance where a gentleman had almost figured out the exact pressure necessary to break the bars in his window. He was wrong. Uh, okay, as long as, as that, that, that writing has been filed, and uh, absolutely, uh, we, we will be taking that with us as we go, and we will drink it, and then back out, then we'll go for more and drink it more, and then back out, and then we'll open it up again and drink it, Molly, and back questions? out. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just locked onto that that mocking, taunting bird. <laughs> Molly, do you have any questions? Um, Molly, uh, looks at her, her notes because she was, um, jotting down. Um, the gentleman who was, um, dealing with the, the pressure to break the bars in his window, um, would he happen to be an L-wing? He is. He is. He was, uh, he was, uh, not an agent of yours, but he was a, uh, an employee, and he... Uh, had to do something with, uh, uh, with, uh, the, I suspect, of course, I'm not cleared on this, but this is hy- hypothesis. The R&D department or something like that, he seemed very intent on utilizing physics in his ramblings. I think it was a way for his, his mind to grasp onto the things that most comforted it. And he focused on a, uh, on a coherent, uh, concrete, Issue, which was this bar is stopping me from getting out this window and being in the outdoors. Uh, it's logical, actually. Absolutely. So, in a way, the doctor and I concluded that, well, the doctor concluded and I concurred that it was progress, and that's why we didn't call you. We didn't think, because he figured out the pressure didn't mean that he could exert the pressure. No more than, uh, than you know, one can theoretically design a rocket and then go outside and build it from sticks. You think maybe before we leave, we could uh, take a walk through Elwing? Oh yes, by all means. Uh, we'd have to fill out the appropriate paperwork in order for there to be no um, uh, prying eyes. Of course. Uh, of course. We'll say that you are from the state, and you are simply doing a walk through for uh, protection of the. You know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, aside from that, you know that gentleman did have did have the nightmares though. He had the nightmares, and a few others had nightmares. Um, and if there was any sort of correlation, uh, the reason that it was noteworthy is that they all had to do with outwards. That's why with I find it... Sh- with being outwards, going outwards. Going outwards. Escaping is very common. Or a, the dream to escape is very common here at the institution. Uh, the patients feel trapped. They feel that they are being unfairly treated. And understandably, it's because they're weakening grasp with reality that we're trying to bring them back. But the issue with, uh, the issue with these nightmares is, is that they weren't simply about escaping. They were about escaping in a very concerted way. Even the un, 
the uneducated members of our uh, of our patients' roster seemed to be utilizing everything they could in order to get out. But again, they were ill, and they were also being treated for physical ailments that uh, the doctor and some other doctors, Dr. Uh, Willis, uh, uh, Dr. Smithenson, they were looking after these uh, these people's bodies as well. So a very controlled medication uh, regimen was necessary, which is why I didn't find necessary, uh, which is why the doctor didn't find it noteworthy to call you either, is because with all the medications going on, uh, it seems like coincidence. Now, you said they were trying to concerted efforts to leave. It wasn't just purely physical trying to break down doors. It was more like calculating how to get out. Strangely, yes. That was, oh. that was uh, the, the young man here uh, brought up the, the writings. and um, it, it seemed with three of them, three that immediately leaped to my mind, that they were keeping not rambling thoughts. The issue with, with the psychoses that we deal with here is that they move from moment to moment. They generally don't have any concept of past or present or future. These seem like diary entries for three days for three different people, and then they stopped. Interesting. What about the water that's not being drunk? The um, the L wing. You said people were 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 dreaming, and they were they were being inflicted with these 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 dreams and sleeplessness. Um, but who who in the L wing wasn't? Who was sleeping soundly? Yes. Who who was drinking the water that wasn't in the bowl? Uh, she looks nervously at, uh, at the other two. Well, I would have to look at the sleep logs. We keep a log for every patient to see if there is any sort of, uh, any sort of anomaly with their sleeps, uh, with their sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. We're very advanced in that way. Um, should I get the doctor? I think sure. So. Yeah, we're finished here. Great, great. I'll, I'll, I'll have him, have him page. Excuse mm-hmm. me. And she walks out into the hallway. <laughs> Billy just took, what did you just take? From I just took the bird, <laughs> the popping bird. Like as soon as she just walks out, just grabs it and slip it in my pocket. There's a little voice like, I'm free. And I'm just looking around like nothing happened. Yeah. You, you work for the union now. <laughs> Subtle. scripted bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And out to the hallway yep. where the doctor is doing doctor things. And is. Uh, and quicker is like, yep. we really got something from stealing things. That's got to be a thing we got to try at some point. <laughs> You're in the right place. <laughs> uh, so in the meantime, yeah, Robert just uh, originally followed Dr. Steve uh, out. And uh, as he was following uh, Dr. Steve, uh, he casually puts on his goggles and uh, basically space uh, perception magic. He's basically getting a mental map of mm-hmm. the entire layout of a place okay. as he walks around. Yep. Your mind expands in a amazing velocity outward, filling the entire building like a liquid that has not been drunk by a bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and giving you an, uh, giving you an idea of uh, where every door, chair, person is. Yeah, he does that basically anytime he enters a new place because mm-hmm. with space magic and everything, it's like, the enemy's on the other side of the building. Okay, I shoot them from here. <laughs> uh, don't forget when we roll ten against. Yeah. Oh, actually, so so technically. So that's three successes. Three successes. 
Okay. Dan's using his oh, phone, uh, and his go. phone just broke. Good job. Because I hit the uh, garbage can. Okay. Right, so he has three successes. Okay, three successes is great. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of successes. Especially so on, on five dice. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you you are aware of what exactly would give you the same information if you walked the hallways for a week. Yeah. You know, you know where all those things are. And the doctor is walking around, signing forms, but he's also, like, bidding people goodnight. There seems to be a large exodus of people. Almost all of them are talking about Desi and Lucy. <laughs> Yeah, even the security guard is like, he's you know he uh, he's like, doctor, there's there's a TV in the break room, and the doctor's like, Marv, we talked about this, <laughs> we talked about this. The the patients are relying on you. Yeah, yeah, the patients are relying on me. Doc, don't you think it's kind of weird that I'm going to be in a hospital? And I'm not going to see a baby get born. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the doctor's kind of like smiles and looks around and. As if treating you like you're not even there. He says, all right, um, I want you to be in rotating shifts between the television and this this post. You hear anything you come back to your post. Ah, thanks, boss. You're the best. Yes, don't make me regret this, Marv. Please, please, and enjoy the show. Oh, Mr. Uh, uh, Cross, how can I help you? Oh, just uh, watching your work. Basically, I'll send here for you now. I can see that. I can see that. How uh, is there anything else I can help you with aside from the exciting bureaucracy of helping run a hospital? I don't think bureaucracy is exciting. It's uh, keeps the world running, after all. Yes, I, I, I suppose you would say that, and that is it is the lifeblood of information flowing. I do agree with that. Just so, just so, so, looks around, nobody, like, immediately in earshot. No. So, it's, it feels a lot like a uh, an office building at 4.55. Right. Like, people, if they are not leaving, are, like, watching that clock getting ready to go, so everyone's at their desk, like, not paying attention. All right, so, come on, Doc, spill it. What's weird? Well, um... Uh, recently... Explorators, straight into the point. Yep. Rece- he lowers his voice. Recently, um, there have been some issues with some of uh, the other doctors hmm. having to do with uh, uh, the um, dosage regimen. I think some of the doctors are stealing some of the pharmaceuticals. Really? Yes. Huh. And I think that, I don't know if it has to do with union business, but I think that it's it's, it's illegal, and it's immoral. And we are dedicated practitioners of the Hippocratic Oath, and we are entrusted with the safety of these patients. And for whatever reason, they, they, there seems to be some sort of uh, in, uh, inadequacy in the bookkeeping, possibly, but really I think it's reefer heads. Reefer and dope heads. It's mm-hmm. sad. I've advocated for 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 more testing, but of course, at this point, it's really it's a uh, it's hypothetical. So what you're saying is Susie seemed very tired the other day, hmm. very tired. Susie, you'd say. Also, jazz. Wait, no, that's too far back. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what you're saying is you've got uh, high-grade psychological medications just going missing, you're saying? Uh, missing or they've been, uh, they haven't been written down with, at, apropos to your declaration of bureaucracy, they haven't been filed into the appropriate paperwork. Who's the one doing the filing? Uh, that'd be, um, that'd be, uh, Trevor, down in, down in records. Gotcha. But that's really not necessary. Yeah, it's Agent. not it's really, it's not really my department. I mean, yeah. just some missing meds, basic bureaucracy. Yeah, we can, we can call the police for that sort of, I just don't want to worry people, um, especially if it does turn out to be some sort of mishap. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. These are good people. If one of them is a reefer head, that's unfortunate. They should be fired and sent to jail because they're going to be murderers. But aside from that, I think that they're all good people. They're going to be murderers or Democrats. <laughs> we can't have that. Exactly. Or worse, Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, not quite the type of thing I'd normally uh, step in and do. Agent, with. can I ask you a candid question? Why, well, yes. He yes, takes you, you by the arm and guides you to the wall. Leans in. You have abilities to understand people, correct? I'm uh, well trained in the advanced sciences. So you would know if people were hiding something here, right? Well, if not me, a member of my team certainly can. Agent Cross, can you tell me is my secretary a communist? <laughs> Secretary's name again? You met her at the front, Janine. Ah, you know she strikes me as the type, but uh, unbelievable. Can't, can't um, make a one hundred percent confirmation until I've had my team check it out. You realize there's something this serious. Of course, you have to be sure. Of course, uh, it's not something I'd want to bother the agents about normally, but since you're here, I'll tell you what. Tell you what. Uh, uh, since we're in a working relationship and I try mm -hmm. to offer as much uh, expert uh, assistance as I can. Of course, of course. Uh, upon completion of my rounds, myself, uh, some other doctors are going to be uh, going in uh, watching Lucy give birth. That's uh, and we have a 30-year-old bottle of scotch and Cuban cigars, if you are interested, doctor. Or agent. <clears throat> See, now, normally, I'm not big on this whole uh, egghead thing, you know, psychology. You kind of twist specialty. his head at that, like, I'm a doctor. Okay. <laughs> you know, psychology, not really my area of expertise, but I got to say, whiskey and cigars are speaking my language now. Great. The rest of your team is, of course, speaking of which, and he looks over and uh, April kind of nods her head. I think the rest of your team is ready for us. Ah, excellent. Yeah. All right, let's get going. They walk back into the room. Yeah, as, uh, as we walk in, uh, he looks uh, he looks to Molly a quick moment ago. Like, hey, by the way, uh, on the way out, just need you to take a quick look at a couple of uh, couple of people here on the list. Just uh, <clears throat> make sure they're on the up and up. Uh, we'll talk about it when we're out of the meeting. Of course. Okay, and he sits back down in his chair. What can I? He looks around. <laughs> I immediately look towards up like this corner of wall. Like a dog, just like, didn't do anything. Yeah. Not seeing yet. Can I do for you, agents? Um, 
we were hoping to see the, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, gosh, the, um, we heard that the L wing was having difficulties with dreams. Is, is that correct? It was brought up to me earlier. I don't know if we have enough information to really say that there's a problem. Do, do you uh, happen to know which doctors administer the drugs to the L wing? Uh, that'd be Dr. Cavian. Cavian. Cavian, yes. I go, I use my eidetic memory to remember the doctors that she mentioned that, uh, have been giving, uh, working drugs. Didn't she say something like Samson or something like that? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. I've, I stopped writing down my own notes. Oh, okay. Foolishly. Sorry. Cavian no. is a new name, though. Yeah, okay. Cavian is a new name. Dr. Cavian. Dr. Mal. Cavian. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to do that. Yeah, no. not at all, but. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and do, do you think that, uh, is there anything other than the uh, L-Wing that we should be f- focusing on that seems spooky? Uh, or just that's plain, a technical term for you. Just plain odd will do. I haven't noticed anything anomalous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was... Uh, just discussing with Mr. Cross here that uh, everything seems to be moving ahead normally, except for that I believe it is possible someone has been misappropriating some of the pharmaceuticals into their own pocket. The pharmaceuticals, yes. Someone's been taking the pharmaceuticals. Just the pharmaceuticals. Which particular drugs? Do you know, or just in general? Um, A lot of the amazoprim. Uh, malzaprim, yes, malzaprim, which is a uh, 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 sleep inducer and uh, beta blocker, and what's it? Oh, it's a version of Xanax. That's what I'm trying to okay. say. Yeah. Uh, primarily the the malzaprim, um, and we also uh, give um, a, uh, a mild sedative. You can just write down mild sedative. Okay. Do you have any suspicions? Well, aside from one, he gives a pointed look at Dan's character. Janine. Aside from... Honestly, you'd probably want to talk to Dr. Cavian. Dr. Cavian is the one that oversees all of the drug dispersals. The other doctors follow through and monitor. Dr. Cavian is the one who... Signs off on the papers of what we need to order and and the final say so of who gets what. If there's any sort of pattern of anomaly, Dr. Caven would know because he'd want to investigate before he altered anything having to do with a substance that affects the central nervous system, like a lot of the sedatives we give. You really don't think that the, that the nightmares and the drugs are related, do you? It's our duty to check, sir. Right. Stranger things have happened, mm-hmm. after all. Yeah, I will take your word for that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you need? Not yet. Yeah, yeah, I checked yeah. my team. Like, no. All Great. right, so in that case, uh, you guys are pretty much shutting down for the day, right? Uh, yep, we're going to a uh, an evening crew, which we're administering the drugs, uh, the, the sleeping aids now. Uh, and then after that, we're going to cut our staff in half. But 
because of the TV show, a lot of people have requested time off, spend it with their families or their, you know, friends, roommates. And uh, so we're going to be down to uh, effectively a skeleton crew, but there is a hospital nearby in case anything happens. Excellent. So that means we'll be able to walk around without a lot of interference. I'm sorry? Good to know. Um, I had in, invited Mr. Cross and the, the rest of you uh, to a gathering with the uh, doctors and some of the nurses uh, uh, upstairs on the fifth floor to watch the show. I Oh, the, 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 I, I can't watch that. I mean, if the baby came out, like, damaged or hurt, I, I don't think I could... I would be ready for that sort of commitment. You think there's going to be a stillbirth on I Love Lucy? <laughs> Births are unpredictable. I agree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at one side. By the way, the quote, you think there will be a stillbirth in I Love Lucy, might be one of the favorite things I've ever had to say in this podcast. <laughs> I barely held on the couch. <laughs> But yes, yes. <laughs> that, that would be my hypothesis. Yep. The amount of chocolate she has consumed in the past has been a dangerous amount of uh, a portion. And she also, she, she took some nasty falls when she was crushing grapes with her feet. What he's trying to say in his own special way is that sadly because of our duties, we have to have a priority set on fixing whatever problems there may be or checking any potential problems. Instead of seeing Lucy's potential birthing problems. Absolutely. Well, the door and invitation remains open. Uh, there's going to be, uh, it's going to be food and some, uh, some, uh, acquired cigars and, um, a rather nice vintage whiskey, uh, supplied to us by, uh, one of the doctors. Uh, so by all means, um, uh, but you need something else from me, or should I go back to my duties? It looks like you've got plenty of work to do. So do we. Is Dr. Cavian, uh, uh, will he be uh, part of the crew that is staying tonight, or is he being dismissed to his, 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 uh, his, his medical show? I'm having uh, Dr. Cavian stay. Dr. Cavian is most likely going to witness the fictional birthing. And then going back to his duties. I'd like to remind the players it's 1953, so yeah, he's going to drink and smoke cigars and then go back to taking care of people who are dying. <laughs> so, so, so the, 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 the programming is happening here? Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, nine o'clock sharp. Well, since this is a hospital, I, maybe that would be good if we dropped by and they could supply assistance. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever you wish. I am at your disposal, agents, by all means. Uh, Dr. Cavian is going to stay. I've also brought up to Dr. Cavian, I think there's some sort of uh, minor mishap with the numbers, so most likely he's going to be crunching numbers uh, downstairs in the uh, records department when he's not either watching Lucy give fictional birth or... Face is green, just a worry. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and 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 making the rounds with the nurses and the orderlies to make sure that everything is copacetic. Have a good night, and I hope to see you at nine o'clock, fifth floor, uh, room five twelve, and uh, hope to see you there. Good evening. Take care, Doc. 
Alright, so yeah, as soon as he uh, steps out of the office, look at the rest of my team. Alright, so, what are the nurse bill? Uh, the uh, Wing L has been weird. People have been trying to uh, escape, and they've been having dreams. And uh, um, but the weird thing about the, the the escape is not they're not trying to physically uh, to to run out. But even the the, the lesser people, the, the, the non intelligent, they're they're doing planning. They're trying to figure out how to escape almost ma- 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 math mathematically. And she thinks it's been a little wonky. I've asked her to supply us with the uh, the records of those who have been sleeping soundly. Mm. Good point, good point. Anything else on you guys? The fact that all of them seem to be having similar nightmares of escape, and also the fact that all of them have been trying to escape in their own different way, but all in concerted effort. Not through physical force, but basically overthinking ways of escaping. None of them passing through because they, well, overthink it. Right. Beyond their capabilities. Hmm. Interesting. So we've got crazy guys having the same dreams, thinking above the level. I got missing uh, missing medications. Doc told me over there. Looks mm-hmm. like uh, some of their stuff is missing. And... Uh, Got a security guard who won't be around all night. And I've got at least one specialist who can pretty much take a look at any weird dreams that we're talking about here. Ain't that right, Molly? Correct. Correct. Theory. All right. The drugs are missing are sleep drugs and basically mild sedatives, right? That's uh, what we were told. What if it's not just a patient's having these weird dreams? What if a doctor or one of the security guards is having similar and decides to knock himself out when he's resting? Fair enough. See, here's the thing. Missing drugs. Every drug here is supposed to be tracked. There's supposed to be records. Now, who do we just hear is down in the records department? Dr. Kavian. Who else would have access to these drugs? A doctor. Sounds to me like one of us ought to go have a talk with him. So, split up into teams. Molly, you're with me to check out Wing L. You two, try and find this Dr. Kavian. See if you can get uh, any information out of him. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for anything weird you might spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, report in. We'll uh, meet uh, back here in, uh, let's give it an hour and a half. Understood. Okay. All right. All right. And okay. I split out the party again, because this is what I'm going to be doing, apparently, all game. <laughs> yep, go team size. Split. Well, we're all team size. Well, yeah. I know, I just... Multi team, you know, shut up. <laughs> team Morse, team science and more science. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So science, who? Science squared. Team science squared. Okay. Who wants to take the spotlight first? You guys want to go find Doctor yeah, Mal? Sure. Yeah, find yeah, we'll Dr. make Ma- uh, Doctor Mal. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Mal. I really didn't mean to do that. <laughs> no, I, I, I just thought about. I it. wish. Okay. I wish I had thought of it because okay. I would have totally done it anyway. So okay. we're running okay, with Dr. that. Okay, Doctor Kevin, can we call you Mal? Uh, <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> How did you know? Oh. What? No, no, no. <laughs> you put it in blood on your trench, on your coat. You go downstairs and he spins around. Whoa! <laughs> it looks like I have some guests. <laughs> Edwin impersonation every game. That's right. what you get with my games, guys. Um, Singular decision. Uh, all right, yeah. So you go down to uh, visit Dr. Cavian in the records department. The records department is secure area. So you need to get uh, <coughs> clearance from, you need to get walked there by the security guard, Marv. Um, and, you know, 
Uh, Marv gets the okay. Marv uh, walks you down there, silently, pissed, like every other security guard you've ever, ever dealt with, just loathing having to do his job. Um, uh, you didn't see him interact with the doctor, so as far as you can tell, he is a miserable human being. <laughs> Uh, and he walks with the rattle of the, che- the, the keys on his chain, mm-hmm. on his belt. Okay. And finally, you guys walk down some stairs into a basement level. Um, you don't walk by any of the patients. It's all in the administration building. The patients are clearly in the wings off of what we will call the bat. Um, and the administration building, the administration is the center building. So he unlocks the door that says basement level, and he says... Walk straight ahead, take a right, the sign that says records, have a good day, uh, state people. Thanks. Okay. And he walks off. Enjoy the birth. I think it's going to be a boy. <laughs> right. I really hope so. <laughs> what if it's an other? Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, so it is the a... The kid's going to be fine. I'm, I'm just saying that the TV has been... Showing a lot more violence lately, and I just don't... I'm not good with it's that. It's been three years since the incident, all right? It's going to be fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we just walk away not explaining what happened. Yep. <laughs> so you walk down a hallway that's uh, illuminated by dimly lit overhead light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are graded doors to your left and right. Very, uh, It's very well constructed, but it is in no, in no way inviting. Uh, it is uh, it's dingy and is oppressive as you would imagine a old old hospital uh to be billy this is an old building this building dates back to easily before the the 20th century um or around the beginning of the 20th century it has not aged well um and yeah you see a doorway called records and there is a uh young man uh uh blind uh with a kind of a speckled face, uh, acne-scarred face, uh, and he's wearing a doctor's, uh, doctor's get-up, a lab coat and stuff, and he's sitting and he's going through old, dusty books, and he's got crisp, clean paper next to him, mm-hmm. and he's marking things down. Dr. Kevin? Uh, yes? Hello, uh, we're with the state. I am, uh, do we have real names? Yeah, yeah you can totally give your oh, real names. Okay. Yeah, I if am... anything happens, the, the union can make okay. it go away. Okay. I am Michael Watkins. This is Alvin Banks. Alvin Banks. Uh, we are brought here down here by Dr. Williams to ask you some questions, if you're right with that. Dr. Williams. Uh, yes. What did Dr. Williams say that I could help you with? Well, first off, we heard about issues with L-Wing, about sleep troubles. We were just wondering if we could just look at the sleep logs, if that's at all possible. The sleep logs, uh, I appreciate that. You want to look at the sleep logs, but they're technically sealed under patient confidentiality. This is a health institution, you understand. You Wait, we understand this, but let's just say... We'll shoot you. <laughs> I will shoot you, motherfucker. <laughs> doctor or no doctor, no. Yeah. <clears throat> Normally, yes, but... The doctor suspects that somebody is tampering... And that there's communists. He stops. And the sleep logs are required by the government. So 
That let, is extremely troubling. Let me rephrase for my friend over here. Because he, he's young, he blurted out quickly. Son, let me tell you this. We're the same age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now it's just weird. <laughs> right. Let me tell you this. We have a suspicion that one of the individuals here, I can't tell you which for your own safety, might have had contact with certain individuals before he himself went insane. Or, sorry, not the proper term, uh, mentally different than other individuals. All right. Perhaps it was caused by his associations. We're not sure yet. But we need those sleep logs in order to better understand this individual. If you understand what I'm going with here, son. I think so. Roll it. Yep. Okay, so that's going to be... Uh, subterfuge. Presence plus subterfuge. Yeah. Well, this should be fun. Yeah. Nope. Okay. I'm sorry, but I appreciate your position, but the state will no doubt be able to give you a, uh, uh, a warrant uh, signed by a judge, and then I'd be happy to, but otherwise you understand the position you're putting me in. And also there's talk of communism... It's enough to make a man want to take a two-week break and just let it all deal with itself. I don't want my name attached to that sort of thing. Then don't. Walk out for a bit. <laughs> Sir, uh, I appreciate I appreciate what you're trying to get at, but uh-huh. you don't even have badges. And this is, this is the hospital I work at. In fact, this is my department. So if you don't have a warrant, then... I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Mr. Uh, Marvin will be happy to bring you back to the door where you can get your car. Would you like to see our badges? You didn't ask, so we technically didn't have to show you. We, we, we showed the doctor, which is why he said that all would be very accommodating. And that we also showed them to the, the security guard, which is why he brought us down here because uh, c- we we don't have keys you said the state not the state department I'm, I'm it's usually implied do you want to see our badges yeah i suppose i i suppose i do sir okay i will find them and i just sit down <laughs> I, and i like open up my like really nice tailored suit and yep. i have just a tool belt uh-huh. on, and I turn away from him, and I'm picking, and I'm like trying to find, um, and I'm just like hitting down a hammer and stuff mm-hmm. like that, just crap that I have in there. Okay. And then I find this, uh, the metal, like uh-huh. a little, this looks like a, it looks like basically uh, the the aluminum or the, the the foil that you would get from like a, uh, a, a TV Hershey dinner or, or something. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And and I am just kind of, I I, I am. I, I, I pull out this, it looks like a cookie cutter, and I'm pressing it against this, the metal, mm-hmm. and I am kind of willing myself to see what kind of badge that we want, State Department badges, yep. and I'm pushing it down, and I am creating a badge. Are you leaving the room before you do this? You know what? I will. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good. Um, okay, so yeah. So you basically leave. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of you, all right, so what I'm going to need you to do is going to... Roll your genius uh, plus, plus yeah, plus your matter. That's with ten again. And what do I have to roll above? Eight, nine, ten. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, none. 
That was really bad. Yeah, okay. Um, all right. Can if I you want, somehow? yeah. If you want, you can uh, you can spend a quintessence to add one to your roll. Oh, so I just have to roll one more dice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please give it eight, nine, or ten. Nope. Okay. All right. So mark down the quintessence. Um, and all right. Yeah. You. Uh, the two of you feel magic, or excuse me, feel science yep. activate in the hallway. But that's it. Like you can't tell if it's it, if it's well done or not. Okay. All right, Billy. What do you do then? <laughs> How's my badge look? Uh, it looks like uh, you know those little. Uh, well, it, nothing happened. So basically, you have tinfoil in your hand. I frown. I just deeply frown at this. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I can't try this again. Then. Yes, you can. Oh, you and you. Chance getting reality's attention if you continuously yeah, the try more to. You keep trying, the more chance there is that you might paradox. Mm-hmm. I'll try. Okay, yeah. more time. Cool. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. One, two, two, three, four, five. Holy crap. Three, uh, three tens. Oh, three tens. Yeah. Wow. Five. Still, that's an exceptional success. Yes. Best badges <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah, you've got not only a badge, but you've got the documentation to go with it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I, I walk in. I apologize for that. Here. He goes pale. Just, just pale when you show him your badge. Uh, of course, of course, of course, Agent Starsky. Uh, <laughs> my mistake no, you were doing your duty. We should have shown you the badges in the first place. Yes, of course. I am. S- I humbly apologize for any sort of a, uh, 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 so any I'm, sort of. I'm shoving the badge in your hand just so you can continue talking, mm-hmm. and I'm walking over towards the books that he was working on, mm-hmm. and that's the inventory. It's okay. like it looks like. Yeah, it's a mess. Okay. I'm going. I, for, for someone like me, yep. I, I live with chaos, so yep. I'm kind of trying to basically just flip through the pages and just looking at it, trying to see if there's any numbers fianguing. That would just be an intelligence plus academics Yeah, I'm going to talk to Dr. So, Dr. Kavian, it's become known to us that there's been some missing supplies from the drugs recently. Missing supplies? Yeah, a few, apparently, according to Dr. some sleep medications, some sedatives along those terms. Dr. Doctor, person whose name Williams. I have written down. Thank you, Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, said something about that for, uh, and, and mentioned it was the nurse who. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, the nurse who who said something about that, but I don't, I don't know what don't know what they're talking so about. So there's no there will be no missing drugs in your records after that score. Nothing has come up as unclear mm-hmm. uh, or different. I've checked the the logs twice. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. do, yeah, the doctor insisted. I turn my eyes towards. Um, yeah, Billy, you do. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you do uh, find uh, a uh, one book in particular kind of jumps out at you, um, and it looks like it is an older version of all of the uh, various uh, logs around. It looks like the original logs before they were transcribed and 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 then corrected. So it looks like there's a lot of, you know, possibly a lot of mistakes on there. Um, 
you it'll take you a little while to look through because you're not like a speed reader, mm-hmm. but you can tell from the rest of these logs that if there is any sort of original sin, it's going to be in this book. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, so but he doesn't seem to show any sort of difference when you pick up any book, and it says uh, uh, if there is any sort of uh, doping going on in my ho- or in this hospital. Uh, it would absolutely be news to me. Uh, oh. We we keep very tight tight lid on on those drugs. They're very powerful. Naturally, yeah. I mean, and and anybody who who's taking that would have residue, which we've been trained to detect. Residue. Reefer addicts. Oh. Goodness, you don't think that any of our people are reefer addicts? There are suspicions. I'm looking towards uh, But they're Christians. (laughs) Can you use... No. It is a plant. Oh. He can talk to the spirit of the weed. (laughs) Yeah, but I can't. Uh, can you use life detection well, no, to detect? You got life. life. I do actually. Yeah, I have life yeah, detection. Life would you be able to detect oh, like? Oh, you're right. You're, you're, you're basically. Yeah, you're right. Anything organic. Like basically, he's anything inorganic. Okay. You're anything organic. Okay. 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 Yeah. It, you know, this that's... is this is one of the things that would it would overlap though mm-hmm. because a because reefer mm-hmm. like if he's got it on him that's a smoke okay. me- molecule that's yeah. that's okay. Billy exactly. but also it's from a plant you might be able to detect it as well but you can also just read his sig- his his pattern and be like you're high as a right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm just going to look at it. As my friend says, I'm going to just, since you're in charge here, I naturally have to check you for the reefer madness. That's, that's all right with you. That, that is totally fine. Perfectly. And I have nothing to worry about. All right. Uh, just hold on a second. I go into my bag and take out the glasses. I put on the glasses. Okay. Life detection. Or all right. Detection. Or whichever one I'm supposed okay. to that, use. That would be oh, life detection. Okay. So that would be life plus genius. Uh, genius. Genius. I'm checking for reefer, apparently. Yep. Uh, one, two, two. Okay. He himself is not... Are you checking... What are you checking for? Hmm? I'm checking for reefer madness. No, but, he does but, not okay. have marijuana in his system. Okay. Uh, can, with this life, can you check if like people are kind of lying or something? Like, I'm not exactly sure what to do with life here. Uh, yeah, you can basically imagine that you have him hooked up to an EK. Like okay. An EKG, uh, or you can you are X-raying. Him. Okay. Just want to be sure. That probably what would probably do is like you drill that every success would give you a plus one on then a roll to actually on the subterfuge roll mm-hmm. to actually tell if he's lying. Yeah, if it's a level one. Okay. So, then can I do that? Yeah, you've got two successes. Okay. Again, so. so two successes plus my regular subterfuge. <clears throat> but your magical properties do not detect any sort of marijuana. Okay, because that's important. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, there's no. There's no wacky tobacco okay. here, guys. Let's roll. All right. That'd be Mission accomplished. That would be okay. amazing <laughs> if you just went back to control. Like, no one was high. So we thought, fuck it, let's go. All right. Would my life have detected any of the other drugs? Or are those artificial drugs so they wouldn't count? Uh, no, they, they would totally detect, but you have to roll the subterfuge first and then roll again because you said you were just checking okay, for marijuana. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So first the lies. Uh, one, two, three. Nice work. Um... So he himself doesn't seem to be worried about marijuana. Uh-huh. He is not comfortable talking about missing missing drugs at all. Okay, like he is he he does not seem like an innocent man, especially now that uh, it seems like the the room is very very crowded. Okay, I'm gonna look for add him for other drugs. 
Sure. The drugs that are missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very smart. Yes. Okay. Which we should have done, but Reefer was so funny. I had to check. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You never... That's a huge deal, guys. <laughs> All right. One, two, two. Uh, he himself seems to be on a mild barbiturate. Okay. Any specific one or just... Pick one. Okay. It, it's a pharmaceutical grade. He's not doing heroin. Oh, okay. All right. Well... <laughs> So let me ask you a question. Uh, yes. Good news. Actually, let me rephrase that. Good news. <laughs> you're not a reaper head, but you're on something. I simply don't know what you mean. Let me rephrase. You're on a drug while you're working, son. Uh, if you want to lie in front of um, the state... Department, you you can, but you you should know that 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 is another crime added to the one currently being committed. Yes, I mean first messing with drugs, then using the drugs. Imagine if you imagine all the people who might have been overdosed or have died in the past. We have to make sure that you weren't handling their their prescriptions and were doped out and given them wrong. That could be a lot of charges ooh, that, that we have ooh, to go back. That's a couple of years. Hi. Didn't do anything of the sort. I didn't do anything of the sort. Listen, <laughs> what whatever you think I'm on is totally legitimate and prescribed. Then what is it? It is a mild. Uh, it is an, a thing to calm me down. Listen, You're not being very specific, son. It's a very he he names a low level barbiturate. Okay. It's adesanafanapan. <laughs> it's. Yep. It is drug A. So, uh, who prescribed it? Your mom. Your mom. drugs. You shut your whore mouth. Um, Dr. Williams. Dr. Williams? Yes. Dr. Williams knows that I have trouble sleeping after long, long hours on the job. Mm-hmm. The constant screaming from patients that the, 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 the Unending drumbeat of, of, of people day in and day out. I'm, I'm, I'm working 18 hours a day mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm gonna go leave and watch the baby be born. Oh. So I thought I might as well relax. Uh, have you been having weird dreams as well? Just out of curiosity. Since Elwing, you, you've been transferred to take care of the Elwing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that uh, when it started because all the screaming there? Elwing is very difficult. Mm-hmm. It has some of the most troubled patients, and uh, it, it leaves a, it leaves an imprint. Oh. And and yes, I was having I was having some uh, uh, peculiar dreams. I'm not prone to nightmares mm-hmm. uh, or flights of fancy. Um, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's 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 silly. It's really something for uh, flight flights of fancy. Yes, you, you want to. Ex- the flights of fancy, as in uh, uh, the, the 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 fantastical uh, dreams in general, uh, not something that I really remember or, mm-hmm. or keep account of. Just little recently, I was having difficulty, and the doctor was good enough to prescribe me something. It's all completely legitimate. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Th- thank you. Yes. I, if that that will be um, that will be all for me. Me as well. I'm just going to stay here and read this book, though. 
All right. All right. That's what I do. Okay. So he closes his book and says, all right, thank you very much, agents. Uh, I'm going to go punch out and change into my civilian clothes and go watch a baby be born. We will be here just sitting, waiting for him to finish. Is he lying? No. He's terrified. Yeah. Uh, That's what a head he, would do. Yeah, he gets up and he walks out, and then he comes back, stops, thinks it's better, and comes back. I'm curious, agents. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your jobs, but do you think that there's some sort of connection between the pharmaceuticals that I'm on and the dreams? Nothing, sir. We just have to investigate uh, every angle. These pharmaceuticals used uh, in the L wing? They are. They're well. They're. Um, they're serotonin suppressants. They, you're not supposed to be able to re- remember your dreams after them. The idea is that you sleep well, wake up the next day, and you don't have a crazy feeling of being locked in a coffin. Does anybody else have any other wings take this drug? Yes, a number of them. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. Have a good night. And he skitters away. <laughs> Because he's really a crab person. I don't know how to tell you this, Mike, but I think that man's a motherfucking communist. (laughs) (laughs) I go back to my book. I'll put him on the list. All right. Control McCarthy. Yeah. All right. All right, Dan. (laughs) So, in the meantime, while all that is happening. Uh, so Robert and Molly are walking along, and, uh, Robert's taking Molly first, uh, to the front desk, and, uh, he takes a look at the front desk. Is, uh, Janine still there, or is she gone for the day? Uh, she's still there, but she's packing up. Oh, great. She's in her civilian clothes, and yeah. she's going through her purse. All right, so, uh, Robert sort of leans closer to Molly, he's like, all right, we're gonna go check out Elwing, uh, but first thing, uh, I just need to take you, I need you to take a quick look at Janine, uh... Some suspicions she might have leanings towards the Communist Party. And I figure, yeah. With your skills, quick check-in. We can, then we can go on, take care of Elwing. We'll be home in time for the birth. I'm so excited. I love this little cultural detail, by the way, <laughs> that we're doing this on the night that the little Ricky's going to be born. Do you want the actual number, by the way? What? Of how many people watched that happen? How many people watched? 44 million people. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Alright, um, so I'm doing some sort of mind thing to... Um... Yeah, you've, you've got mind five. Just yeah. Basically, is she a commie? <laughs> yeah. Do I need to roll for this? Uh, I would like to see you roll just in case. Uh, so it's going to be five plus whatever your genius is. Yeah. So seven dice. Okay, and also I know how much you enjoy this even though you don't mention it. One, two, three, four. Four. Okay, great. Yes. Uh, is she a commie? Uh, she is not a communist. She is worried that uh, she had a boyfriend that she broke up with because he went to parties. Uh, he was a poet. Uh, she, she met him on the Lower East Side. Um, they really hit it off. 
but uh, he was very politically active, and uh, she broke it off because he said that he was going to uh, writers' meetings, but she began to suspect that they were actually communist meetings, and uh, she's not a commie, but she does remember talking about her new boyfriend, some people around here, and all it would take is somebody to hear about this guy from the Lower East Side, and they might make an association. But no, she is a full red-blooded American. The only thing red about this woman is her blood. Mm, Show it to me. I'll wear her skin! And it will paint my portrait! (laughs) It's cute and has proof! (laughs) (laughs) All right. In that case, let me just uh, mark her off here on my uh, not-a-commie list. You do, uh, as you're as you're telling telling uh, Dan's character that she is not a commie. Um, you do get uh, you're basically with four successes in mind five. You're just kind of like walking around her mind. Uh, you're just like, oh yeah, oh look at this. Oh, it's behind this door. Uh, uh, okay. Um, oh God, she hates clowns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, you do. Uh, you're you're poking around casually because you're so good at this. Um, and you then get prickles on your skin, and your arms start to feel constricted, and as if they want to fold in. This is a phantom feeling, mm-hmm. um, and, but you're feeling it in your mind. And you know that she has had nightmares about being in the same restraints that they put people in here. No. Um, I'm going to. I'm, I'm not going to say anything else until she's mm-hmm. gone or or we've left. Yeah, we we, we just keep. Yeah, yeah she by. packs up quickly and leaves. Yeah. Um. She seems to be having quite vivid dreams as well. Hmm. Vivid dreams. Interesting. She uh, seems to uh, have nightmares about being uh, being constricted. Just not. They haven't quite gotten to the point of her dreaming about escape, but she dreams that she's constricted and, and restrained the same way that some of the more uh, enthusiastic inmates might be. Interesting. Patients, I mean, I'm sorry. Could just be natural. I'm sure you keep me in here long enough, I'd probably start having nightmares about it, too. Alright. In that case, Narakami, duly noted. Let's get to Elwing and take a look. And he basically starts leading you like he knows exactly where it is because he does. Yeah. Yeah, as as if he'd been here for you know, weeks, basically. Like he just knows exactly where to walk, never looks at a map, just goes. Although, by, although again, we've been working for years, so you basically know this yeah, is this isn't what strange. he does, yeah. Whenever yeah. he comes into a place, like, yeah, within a second he's like, Yep, I know this place at the back of my hand. Trips over a box, dies. Yep. Um, <laughs> Alright, yeah, so you start walking. Do you call the rest of the team? Uh no, because this is happening as as, oh, as that's they're right, having yeah. their whole thing, so we're just keeping going to to L Wing. Okay. So, yeah, what do we see when we get there? Um, uh, first, um, as you are walking, uh, you start walking. Well, you get to L-Wing, and mm-hmm. there's a big set of double doors that, that you know, open up. It says L-Wing above it, and it's secured, and you hoist it open. And there's a long row of alternating stacked rooms uh, that are securely barred doors. Uh, with, uh, you know, the plate of glass with the crisscrossing wire across it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you immediately can hear uh, 
you can hear sounds of disturbed people uh, as you walk in. It sounds like there's some yelling, there's some sobbing, there is uh, there's one person loudly snoring, uh, and there are a couple of people holding conversations with absolutely no one, and one person speaking gibberish. And all of these sounds echo down the immaculately clean floor and walls and ceiling of the hallway. And out, um, you can see through each door, uh, you can see patients that are restrained, and you can see perfectly out the doorway and the setting sun out in the uh, February sky, January sky. Uh, so, yeah, we come in, Robert sort of takes a look and takes it all in, looks over to Molly. All right, Molly, I hate to make you do this, but this is your department. You're going to have to take a look. All right. Can I do this collectively, or am I going to have to dip into every individual person? Um, I'm going to say that you can do it in an area. So if you stand in the nexus of where, like, four rooms are, you can scan, but it's going to be four rooms at a time. Okay. Yeah. How many rooms are there? Uh, there are 18 rooms. Can I multitask so I can do more than one at once? You absolutely can. Yeah, I can. Um, would this be considered the three extended or the two immediate? Probably two immediate. Yeah. So that's I it. can do eight rooms at once, basically. Exactly. You're basically making a carbon copy of yourself. Yeah, so first you'd roll to make that happen, then you'd roll for the scans. Oh, and what the, um, the, the tool that, uh, that Molly uses... Um, when she is, is, is doing science. Um, she has a very jaunty and, you know, fuck it, it's going to be red, uh, red hat, a red fedora. Um, and she, uh, she, it's her, her signature item. She's never seen without it. Got it. And it's because it's what, uh, allows her to tap into the subconscious. Of course. Uh, okay. So, okay. Um, divided. Uh, divided. So, the first four, eight rooms, um, you notice nothing on the fir- first eight rooms. All right. Yeah. Uh, sleeping people, sedated people. Um, they uh, do clearly want to not be restrained, but none of that really jumps out at you. Nothing, nothing exciting about that. No. All right. One, two, three, four. Four. Wow, okay. Um, okay, two things happen. One, Angela, with the next eight people, uh, approximately, yes, six of them um, have extremely active minds, even though they are sedated. Um, it's almost as if they are mentally restricted as well as physically restricted. And the last two are in a sort of death trance Uh-oh. and also mentally restricted on some sort of sedative. Do we have access to any of the uh, patient files? That's what uh, the other two should be doing right now. 
Uh, are the the um, like are there names on the the doors? Uh, you have their names with that kind of oh, role. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, you can tell their identity. Can, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like I know I know the names of their first pets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The street they grew up on. It, I can get into their bank accounts. Yeah. Uh, if you want, you can use the death uh, science in order to investigate further on the other two. Let's do that. Because that was just a mind roll, so. Death science. <laughs> death science. Uh, one, one success. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you look with, uh, through the veil of the living into the land of the dead, um, or as the unionists would see it, into the, uh, the psychic resonance of what we, of what happens when we pass. Um, and you see, troublingly, that usually when you look at a dead person, when you look at a, a, a psychic projection or a ghost, as they are known, um, they don't have an exact binding to a physical object. So a ghostly hammer doesn't have to be right with a, a, a an earthly hammer is. A ghostly person doesn't have to be where their grave is. These two people are restrained and held in the same beds on the other plane than they are here, and they are also having nightmares. Oh, dear. Yeah. Theoretically impossible, because you are either dead or you are alive. Somehow they're like kind. Of, they're like they're existing in both places at once. You've heard of things like this, but because you're only a death one, but you are a mind death five. Two. Oh, you're death two. I'm death two. Oh, you're death two. Okay, yeah. Uh, death con two. Uh, so it'll take some. Uh, it'll take some research because there's another sphere involved. That would help you, but you don't have it. Um, but, yes, they are kept in some sort of state. And that is what... Uh, and then the second thing that happens, Dan, is that you feel a, you feel a cold wind. And the lights start to flicker in the hallway around you. Now, this cold wind is an actual physical cold wind? No. Okay, no, it's a cold spot from... Would, all right. Because yeah. somebody from forces, like... I would probably be able to tell if it's like actual temperature fluctuation versus just I feel cold. Yes. All right. All right. And the second thing is the you, cold. You feel a cold wind, and immediately, yeah. Angela, um, Daniel, you feel something supernatural happening yep. right next to you. Bing. Angela, you can feel the presence of a restless dead behind you. Uh-oh. Yeah. As you're looking at these two uh, poor... Souls, literally, strapped down to uh, to their deathbeds. Um, you can tell that you got the attention of something else. And Daniel, yep, you get lifted up by the back of your by the back of your shirt and thrown against the wall. Yeah, um, Molly, Molly, this ain't right. <laughs> All right, uh, so I'm gonna need some dice over here. No dice for you. <laughs> Damn, that's a pretty gangster way to stop the storyteller. <laughs> pretty baller move, guys. Not gonna lie. Thank you. Uh, all right, so. Uh, oh, and last but not least, uh, Molly, the separation between the two worlds is supposed to be strongest when you are in areas of disbelief, like scientific areas. But you can, all of this happens at once. You can feel it dropping, and it's like a, it's like 
to Dan's dismay, it's like a curtain on a stage just opened, and there is a giant orderly, about seven feet tall, covered in bruises and cuts in soiled garments and onyx black eyes, just lifted him up and threw him against the wall. And Dan takes one level of bashing damage. I roll... Oh, yeah, you roll your soak. So, Tano, technically, uh, this is New World Ragnar, so there's no soak. Uh, What I would have had to roll would have been my defense... But yep. in this case, I don't think I get it. You don't have because spirit, yeah. The, because it's a surprise, so I just take one little... Yeah, just damage. one. Yep. Unless I'd had armor, which I did not. Mm-hmm. Be, though I should have. And will shortly bring up my shield because <laughs> of it. Molly, 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 Molly! All right. All right, so let me mark my damage. And yeah, I'm crashed against the wall. And slowly making my way up. And glaring at you. Do something about this. <laughs> Uh, question about the, the shielding stuff, because I yep. have both um, one for death and one for mine. Mm-hmm. Those only protect against like that form of... You have, you have death two only, right? Yeah, death two. So which... you can shield yourself, you can't shield me to shield oh, another person. I know person. this. Right. <laughs> Just making sure. I'm uh, not asking for you. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm looking out never for mind. myself. No, all of the shielding employs some sort of excuse for why they they work as a shield. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are mitigating circumstances. So, for instance, the mind shield is the idea that anything sentient trying to hurt you, you put out, you project this idea that they shouldn't hurt you. Um, that does not help against falling rocks. Uh, the death shield, the idea is that you degrade anything that comes near you, okay. but that includes ghosts. So, yes, it, it affects all things, but, in, but it particularly... Uh, protects you against whatever sphere you're using. Okay. Yeah. So, for instance, a fate, fate user could also protect themselves against curses. You know, stuff like that. Okay. All right. Um, then I want to put up Entropic Guard uh-huh. uh, to shield myself okay. against yep. giant, scary ghost orderly. All right. Uh, one, two, two. Yep, that's all you need. Uh-huh. All right, so yep, you've got a uh, two, a level two uh, armor thing uh, around you, um, and the orderly is going to take one look at you, and then one look at your uh, compatriot, and he's going to rend back his massive meaty hand that's exposing some bone in the knuckle area, and he's going to uh, haymaker the downed uh, agent. That's fair. All right, so yeah. Does said agent get to yeah, take an action? Say, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Here. Oh, yeah, let's roll initiative. <laughs> yeah, guys, come on. Had the mage stuff? No. Really? Please. Nope, and go for it. So for initiative, it's roll Just one, one die and then yep. add your modifier? <laughs> Correct. Uh, in the assignment room, we're going, I feel like I'm needed. Because <laughs> to us, and we're just like, oh, this is interesting. Why? No, they're just using a different formula. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going through it and, and picking out the silliest names. <laughs> this guy is called Raspberry. <laughs> My speed is 11, and 1d10 plus 11 21. Wow. Nice I work. Think, yeah, I think I go first. All right. Yes. Okay, so he's declaration. Rending back, reaching back his meaty hand. You cannot see this, but you can feel that there is something supernatural happening right in front of you. 
Alright, I know one thing. I may not be able to see what's hitting me, but I know I don't want to be where I am right now. Okay. So, uh, I'm basically going to open a portal and fall right through it. Oh, boy. There is no way that's not vulgar. Okay. Yeah, it's completely vulgar. That's yeah. pretty much everything I do. everyone around you is everyone insane. Everyone around me is insane yes. or awakened. Yes. So, I'm going to take, take my chances here. Alright. Uh, so, I am rolling uh, space plus... Genius. Several floors to the basement crash right in front of That would be amazing. Hi, boss. <laughs> and I am uh, You don't even on. move. You just kind of like, you pull the books back before he falls through it. <laughs> yeah. Spending a willpower to get an extra three dice. I forget. Can you? Oh, this is vulgar straight up, so I have to spend quintessence just to make it happen. Yes. All right. So, yeah, so it's one quintessence. And then spending another quintessence should give me dice. Would give really. you dice, or you can spend a quintessence. I'm going to roll one of the paradox yeah, dice. No, definitely. You, you can to. negate this paradox die with another quintessence. That's what I was hoping to do. And okay. I, have, I have a genius, too, so I can spend Yes, two you can. Okay. So I will mark my two quintessence shortly. Let me just... Long story short, he just shut me down from, from yeah, I possibly know, ruining his life. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm about to do is vulgar as fuck, okay. so I am spending the... Raw energy of creation to force it to happen anyway. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay, that's one, two, three, four with a reroll. Five, six. Nice. I go wherever I want. Wow, yeah. That is a lot. You yeah. go to Havana with Sam and uh, <laughs> well, Molly. Yeah. That's some three weeks ago. I gotta tell you, Molly, I always had a crush on Sam. <laughs> Good luck uh, on that. <laughs> yeah, Can't say that's the same for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, I just, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I basically sort of go, you know, like, look at Molly and go like, take care of this. Boom, slap my belt. Yep. Dimensional portal opens up and I just fall right through. And with six successes, I time it perfectly to fall. Again, I know exactly where everything in this hospital is yep. uh, from earlier. So I make sure I fall half an inch onto the comfiest bed like several wings away from from all this. That's amazing. Yeah. Near us by any chance? Actually, no, no. You're right. Because I, 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 I need the rest of the team. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna appear on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like there's a whoop there as I appear on the floor in the office where these guys are. Like, Poof. Hey, boss. Molly's fighting something. We need to help her. All right. Which where is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all on board. Wing elf. All right. As uh, he, as uh, Daniel's character falls through oh, the boy. nothingness, um, Billy, you are just turning a page to read this. Uh, so let's keep the combat going. All okay. right, combat. Um, uh, can I use mind on ghosts? Are they sentient? Um, yes, you can use mind and death. It would be a combination mind and death spell. Okay. Um. So, okay, I don't know, I didn't write enough notes about what everything does, um, but I want to do the thing where I'm trying to convince the ghost, like, you don't, you're not feeling aggressive anymore. Yes, yeah, that would be a, that would be a, what, mind three? Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, that would probably be a combination of mind and death. Yeah, but you only roll the highest of your, 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 uh, right, right. Your science. By having death, I can do yeah, it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. I would need to roll separately for Correct. it. Correct. So, yeah, that would be, yeah, roll your so, mind. Mind plus genius. One, two, two. All right. Uh, yeah, his aggression uh, 
His, he seems confused by his, his new impulses. Because you know that ghosts are pretty one-minded. Mm-hmm. And this is a wrathful spirit. Sure. Um, and so you were just trying to diminish him attacking anyone? Uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to take that aggression way down. Okay. You, you did dip it down, but it's not gone. Sure. Because he still exists in a place of constant suffering. Sure. Um, um, also, um, does he... Like, looking at him, like, his clothing, does it look like he's, you know, like, a recently departed spirit? Yes. Is, okay. Yes, you've, so you've seen plenty of ghosts. So, like, mod, all right, cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so he looks, he's first confused by the fact that the thing he was punching just Mario'd out of there. <laughs> do 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 And then when you <laughs> land, it's dun-dun-dun, <laughs> Uh, and then he looks at you and he's getting ready to fight and now he's going to lose his turn because he's like, he's but, so but, fight, friend. Ludo, sad. Amazing. All right. Um, so he's going to lose his turn and it's going to go to you guys in the basement. Okay. Where? As Angela's like, shave it, guy. Hey. Okay. Hey, who's the guy? So, nice so here's a question. Are we running or someone portaling us there? I can't portal you guys. I can portal myself. I don't have oh, to. Okay. I, need, I need space for uh, to, to make to teleport other people. Oh, okay. Love it. Asshole. I'm All right. Okay, you're sprinting out. Yep. Uh, anyone else? Billy, you go in with them? Uh, my character, uh, so I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I pick up the book, the, the financial document that I had, and uh, I'm, I'm about to set it down, and suddenly uh, an article flutters down and mm-hmm. out of it and right in front of me, and I reach down and I start reading it. Yeah, uh, my character kind of stops, uh, and then he says, uh, I'll be right up. Uh, what room? Wing out. I'll be there in a second. I say as I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the handwriting at the bottom here, mm-hmm. and I'm looking if I could find a match in the book. Uh, that is so book. fucking clever, and you can totally do that. All right, yeah. <laughs> Yay. I'm smart. Yeah. Yeah, you can totally do that with matter. See, that's why I never liked matter. I was never clever enough at it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. All right, so you roll your thing. My, so I, might, I, I take my genius, and then uh-huh. I take my amounts in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then add it to your matter rating. One, two, three, three. Okay, I'll get to you. <laughs> 